0: This is Beyond the Bin. I'm Shabazz Sufi.
1: And I'm Abby Marsh. And this is the podcast for real conversations about the future of the waste industry and what we can do together to protect the environment and strengthen our local communities. Hey, Beyond the Bin listeners. Thanks so much for joining us. So today, Shabazz and I have the privilege of speaking with Ed Gilbert, who is the environmental health supervisor for the town of Brookline, Mass. Um, And we also get to speak with Aaron Banfield, who is a senior business manager for Casella.
0: Yeah, Aaron and Ed work really closely together to manage the town of Brookline's recycling program. And just to take it back one step to give our listeners a little bit of context, uh, the town of Brookline is a small town in Massachusetts that's uh, a suburb of Boston so it's part of greater Boston and populations you know up over 50,000 people and just because of their proximity to Boston there's sort of the issues of density and sort of tight infrastructure and um you know a lot of dense living uh in the way that you you see with um places that surround uh, an urban uh, urban city and urban space and so it, it'll be really interesting to hear from them how they've worked together to to manage, uh, you know, the recycling streams and waste streams for a town, and and really push more sustainability uh, for the town.
1: Yeah, and I'm also like really interested to kind of hear what they did to inspire the community to come together and recycle better. It's going to be a really great conversation. So let's get right into it.
0: Thank you, Aaron and Ed, for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having us.
3: Thrilled to be here.
0: We're really excited to have you on. I think in in talking about uh, setting up this episode to talk about municipal recycling, we were really thinking about how can we use this conversation to to speak with um, a customer that sort of stands out and uh, has a good game plan for you know managing their recycling. And um, Aaron, you know, had mentioned to us that that Brookline. Um, was the customer that we should be speaking with. So, Ed, you definitely should uh, hope you feel honored that that uh, you were selected to join us today because we're really <laughs> excited to learn from you today and, and hear some good stories about, you know, how you make it work in Brookline.
3: I'm excited to give my information out.
0: Well, yeah, why don't we get into it? I think, you know, for for us, one of the things that's been interesting, um, you know, as we've been, you know, just I've been in the industry now for It's been a little more than two and a half years. Um, And we've seen a lot of changes, obviously, happen just, you know, since the time that I joined the company um, in 2018. Um, And, you know, uh, amongst a lot of those changes, there's been a lot of difficulties, I think, and and new things that cities and towns have had to manage. Um, So, you know, a question that we have for you, Ed, and and Aaron, um, is, you know, what sort of broadly... Has have been the things that have helped, you know, to manage the program of recycling and waste for Brookline and, and for, you know, other municipalities um, am- amongst, you know, the different challenges in the recycling market.
3: Recycling is changing daily and you have to have a good company behind you to uh, make it make people, residents more knowledgeable. Because right now, one of the biggest challenges I'm having is the confusion of media. Um, and they, where they say, you know, recycling is thrown away or, or can I recycle this? Or can I do that? So it's, it's been so hard for us as managers to give the correct information to our residents and, and put, I mean, customers, it affects everybody. It affects our customer service people, who they look for answers from them, they look for answers from me, from the directors, and and, and everyone. So um, Casella and the DEP, I think, did a good job with coming up with basics, but there are so many different uh, items that are recyclable, and now they're, they're not. And you've trained people for years and years to do this, and now you're trying to... Tr- train them to go back. So, I mean, that's our biggest challenge. We've always tried to stay on top of education. And I use education because it's also enforcement. Uh, Brookline has an enforcement program where we literally go out to uh, apartments, homes, um, and Inspect. Uh, we we issue what we like to call education tools. Uh, we do find people if they if they don't follow the guidelines in Brookline, but most of all, we're giving out information. We're educating people. That's that's one of I think our biggest pluses. We do have a great solid waste advisory committee, who's a group of people that are very devoted to helping get the word out on recycling. Um, to the point where we have uh, one of our SWAC meta- members, the chair right now, dresses up in a Superman costume and calls himself a <laughs> cycle man and goes out That's in the awesome. streets. So John and I, John is is our my SWAC chair, and he, him and I have always worked together to come up with some, you know, crazy new things to get out there and get the word out. And actually, when we hear back from people, they don't remember the, the statement we put out. Uh, you know, you shouldn't recycle that. They remember a recycle man out there mm-hmm. talking to people, handing out information. So, I mean, we found that to work for us. There's a decal that we put on all our bins that Casella was great enough to help us with. And it's educational. But it, it, there's a step further we need to take to really get the word out to people. I mean, it's not that they don't want to do the right thing. They do want to do the right thing. And we educate them to as much as we can. And Brookline does have a great recycle uh, contamination rate. I mean, we're one of the the best in New England, Um, but that is because we are constantly pushing. I'm very fortunate to have an assistant recycling person who his whole devotion, um, other than snow and other things, but is recycling. And that used to be a one-man show, but you, you really can't today. I mean, with all the changes and everything that's going on, you really need to have that one person who focuses strictly on recycling. Waste is a whole other issue. But um, I think that's why Brookline's been successful because it's knowledge. I always say this when people ask me, well, what does it take to manage a town like this? And I always say patience, insanity, mm-hmm. and knowledge. If you have those mm-hmm. three things, you can manage any town.
0: Ed, can I um, walk you back for a second? You'd mentioned uh, your your SWOC group. What What is that and how does
3: so the Solid Waste Advisory Committee, and most have, towns have them or cities, um, is just a group of, of residents who are concerned about recycling, solid waste, the environment. Um, they're the really, you call them the green team of Brookline. Cool. I mean, in, in every town, there's a, a group of people that are green, and they're the ones that get it, and, and they have all the questions, but, and they know what's going on. I mean, they take the effort to learn and the time, but that's that whole other group out there that you're trying to get the word out to. And that's where I always say the shock value is the best way.
0: Is that where like part of the success you think comes from? Is that, you know, that solid waste advisory committee that's made up of, you know, resident
3: volunteers? It's a big part of it because they get the word out to people on what's going on. They bring ideas in from the outside. So I sit down with them once a month and we say, okay, what do we got going on? What should we focus on? Where should we go? I think the other biggest thing we have here in Brookline is a thing we call the recycling corner. We started the recycling corner 15 years ago. And we were very fortunate because we have a a newspaper, which I understand they're becoming a thing of the past, but every resident in Brookline gets a free copy of the Brookline newspaper called The Tap. They gave us the second page of the newspaper for every week to put what we call the recycling corner. And after think about it. After 15 years worth of weeks, um, trying to come up with a new subject, and we get very humorous with it. Uh, John Dempsey, uh, who is the chair, and he's a wonderful human being, and and he's very humorous. And we always take recycling and, and Put humor to it, but get, get it to the point where people get educated at the same time. In fact, they don't even know they're getting educated, but they walk away and, wait a minute, I know something here. So that's the recycling corner.
1: I mean, there's so many different ways that you're interacting with the community and trying to educate them on what can and can't go in their bin. It's 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 pretty awesome. I think
2: one point we keep coming back to, um, no matter what piece of recycling we're talking about, is always the education which Ed, you hit on at the beginning of it. It's it's all about educating the residents, and the fact that Casella and Brookline have been able to be partners um, on the recycling side of of the business for so long. Um, to Ed's point, we've we've got both the MRF operators, the collection, the hauler, the hauling division, the collection side, and Ed and his whole team um, connected, and and from a Policing boots on the ground standpoint that the town does themselves to the auditing that the MRF does um, and the collection that the haulers do it, it it's a pretty big testament that everybody's got to be on the same page but it, it all comes back to to the education piece we've all got to be consistent
3: agreed
0: yeah no, that's that's awesome Aaron I think you know one thing that you you mentioned Aaron was you know getting out that consistent message and um, I think that you know when we talk about consistency it's also one of the reasons you selected Brookline is because they've, I guess, because of that consistent message, they've been able to uh, keep contamination down pretty consistently, right? Can you speak a little bit, um, you know, Aaron and Ed, about how, um, you know, what does that look like, right? You know, having having a low contamination rate as a municipality because it's obviously been a challenge, um, and I don't know, maybe things with, you know, coronavirus, COVID nineteen have have changed that. I'm, I'd be interesting to to learn a little bit about how you've you know, sustained any momentum on keeping contamination down in uh, recycling.
3: So corona affected everything, everything we do in this business, everything we touch. So before corona, um, we would take our SWAT committee and any volunteers we could get, and we would literally put boots on the ground going out and checking people's recycle bin. And people that were doing a great job, there was no contamination in it, we'd leave them a note. Thank you for what you're doing. We'd leave them some information and for any questions. For people that that had contamination in their carts, we'd leave them a note. We'd circle what it was and we'd say, um, thank you for recycling, but could you keep this out? Maybe you didn't know about it. And then we go back the next week and follow up again. I mean, it it takes a lot of work. Um, It's not the most fun job in the world, but if you have people that are devoted and will do it, that makes all the difference in the world.
1: So currently, are you able to still do that due to the virus? Or did you have to kind of write?
3: No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No, we had to, I mean, t- temporarily we stopped. And we're already trying to gear up for spring next year to get back out there and, and keep it going.
1: Did you notice any change in your contamination rate due to that? Or have you not really seen much of a bump? Well,
3: the funny thing is, the last time I, I asked for to see where our contamination rate was, it's less than it was before the pandemic.
1: I wonder why. Wow. So,
3: I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, we're still doing what we did as far as the recycling corner, um putting information out, the the website. So it's not that we've stopped educating, but we're not doing the boots on the ground um education anymore until the spring.
0: It's one of those interesting things, right, Abby, like we've spoken about it with folks um before is that it's this time is has kind of changed for some people it's 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 allowed people to actually put a little bit of um intention and thought right as they deal with waste and so sometimes people have actually been able to uh be a little bit more you know meticulous and detailed with what's going in their recycling bin and whatnot so it's interesting to to hear sometimes that some places have actually maintained or even gotten better when it came to you know sorting their
2: I think to the same degree, when, when we have situations like this, where, you know, Ed's team can't get out there, you've got to trust and rely on your hauler. And more importantly, the drivers, I mean, I think, I think our drivers do a pretty great job for you guys, Ed, um, but having the trust in them that they're going to follow the same guidelines and, and rules that um, have been laid out to the residents and, and continue to kind of police that from, from the driver perspective.
3: So what's fabulous about working with Casella, which I've been doing for a number of years now, and I've known of Casella for a number of years, is the fact that their employees that are on my street are, all, are, are like my employees, okay? They're constantly calling us, letting us know, this address, the recycling's contaminated, Can you go out and give them information. Uh, our, our drivers, so the Casella drivers, we give them the information they drop it off. They'll talk to people on the street. So they have been absolutely fabulous through this whole thing.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: That's really awesome to hear that there's a really good symbiotic uh, collaborative relationship that's happening there uh, between Brookline, Casella. And I love, Ed, how you spoke about your employee that goes out, dresses up in a Superman costume <laughs> and goes out as you know, a recycle man or a recycle person. And, <laughs> you know, that's how you're giving out the information, right? Because I'm thinking we hear a lot about people getting like slapped with a scarlet letter or something, right? For putting something bad in your recycling bin. Uh, But you guys are going out there and you're giving up pamphlets and you're educating people, which is, which sounds like that's, that's what's been part of your success, right? That and the involvement of your residents, which is really, really awesome to hear that that's what's sort of inspiring and sustaining the change that you all have seen.
3: I mean, it's like the world today. Everything's so negative. So you've got to get a positive message out, especially where you're trying to teach people. So and and I, I've always found throughout the years, the more positive you can be, even if it's not the greatest subject, uh, people will listen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks, Ed. And thank you, Aaron. And I think um, it's really awesome
0: to be able to, to hear from, uh, you know, star performer out there uh, in New England, right? Um, and a, a big ups to also, I think, the residents of Brookline, too, who are just receiving that information from you and, and you know, making the changes and, and sustaining the effort that, that you all have been making over the past several months during this time.
3: I tell you, it takes a whole municipality and the workers together as a group to get to get who we are today. And you know what? It is a lot. We have a lot further to go. So it's always a challenge and it's a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely. Abby Shabazz, thanks for coordinating this, and Ed, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Anytime. guys. This was
0: great. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
1: So, Spaz, what did you think of the conversation with Aaron and Ed?
0: I thought it was great. I think Aaron and Ed have a really good rapport, and Ed's obviously a really fun guy to work with. Um, and, you know, it sounds like his team has some really Uh, creative ways to to get people excited and inspired to you know sustain the recycling habits that that are going to make recycling uh cleaner and you know better sorted right the the whole recycling person recycling man costume i think is super fun way to convey the information that that people need to hear about rather than you know what we often think about as sort of um being reprimanded for doing something wrong. um, They're coming out and telling you, hey, this is this is how you can recycle better. And I think there's no better way, you know, for any of us to learn than, um, you know, to learn in a way that's fun and memorable, right?
1: Oh, totally. Ed has really done a great job at bringing the community together and inspiring them to want to recycle better and do the right thing because who doesn't want to do the right thing? Nine times out of 10, Someone wants to do the right thing, and when you are doing things like Ed's doing in his community to just get people excited about it, you get a great following. And what he's doing is awesome.
0: Absolutely, the energy that he's bringing to the recycling and waste program in Brookline—obviously, that's got to be one of the draws to getting people to sign up for that Solid Waste Advisory Committee. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get to be part of um, a really fun team. Hopefully, inspire some change uh, in Brookline and it's just, it's really cool to see that sort of, you know, bottom up the grassroots as well as sort of the top down coming together to work together to keep a really healthy momentum going in terms of, you know, recycling contamination and, and recycling sorting.
1: Definitely. So thank you for joining us for the conversation today and stay tuned for our next episode.